It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the golf fanatic, Uncle Dave. You guys can find him on Twitter as well at Dave underscore S. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, Uncle Dave, here we go. The masses have been asking for a golf podcast. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to give them one this week. We're going to go ahead and we're going to go to the Pacific Palisades in California for the Genesis Invitational. Last year's winner for this tournament was Adam Scott. He'll be back. And so Uncle Dave and myself, we're going to go ahead and uh, do some golf pods probably over the next couple months now with the NFL and college football out of the way for the season. We know you guys have enjoyed these tournament breakdowns. And if Uncle Dave can go ahead and duplicate with these podcasts what he's done in the past to listeners, We'll certainly go ahead and be happy. Uncle Dave, you crushed it last year uh, with the books. You gave out a ton of winners last year, a lot of big tickets cashed. But now with winner, you know, everywhere in the U.S. now, Uncle Dave, and you reside in the uh, the plush confines of Florida, before we jump into this podcast, have you been able to uh, escape old man winter over the last few months and get some rounds of golf under your belt yourself? Yeah, I mean, we've had some... I guess it's all relative, but we have definitely had some some winter. I mean, it hasn't snowed, but we've had we've had freeze warnings, and we've had some some fifty to sixty degree rainy days for sure, and a lot of them for February. I think it's going to be like that tomorrow. So I haven't been consistently getting out, but I did manage to get out in a tournament, the four man scramble, about three weeks ago. I was leery I was going to be able to play because you, some of you guys know I had some surgery and it was like, I don't know if I'm going to swing a club. But they postponed it a week. I said, cool, that ought to get me in. And we shot a 17 under and that was that was really a lot of fun. And we actually have another one of those coming up in a few weeks in March and we have the same team. So, you know, but the beauty of that is that, that uh, I don't have to do an awful lot of work because my playing partners are actually better than I am. So. You know, we, we will get our spring tan soon, Sleepy. Well, I'm certainly glad to hear that you got a couple of rounds uh, throughout winter under your belt there, Uncle Dave. Let's go ahead and jump into this tournament now. You know, as I mentioned, Adam Scott, he's going to go ahead. He's going to return after winning this tournament last year. Right now, Uncle Dave, his current odds to go ahead and repeat as winner of this tournament, 40 to 1. You know, I have a few long shots that I'm looking to play to go ahead and win this one. But before we get into the winners, why don't we go ahead and talk about one of our favorite bets that the listeners kind of like here, and that's a first-round leader. You know, generally, we get some long odds with these, and it's not really out of our wheelhouse, at least you know, for, for Uncle Dave and I, to go ahead and, and give you guys a winner with these first-round leaders. Uncle Dave, I'll go ahead. I'll throw it to you first. Have you identified any first-round leaders that you're looking at for this Genesis Invitational? Yeah, Sleepy, I got a couple. I mean, I'm still working, but, you know, I like to play the longer shots for that and, and you know, dial back the units a little bit. It's uh, Cameron Tringali at 80-1, to 1, I like. The kid's from California, and the reason I like him is he doesn't suck at anything. I mean, he does everything reasonably well. And so far this year, he's 19th in greens and regulation, 23rd in shots gained putting. And he finished strong Sunday uh, last week with seven birdies. So I think he's in good form. I think he's a little underrated. You could probably, you know, find a marble on him to win, but I did take him as a first-round leader. And another one I took that won't surprise too many people is Bubba Watson. You know, he took last week off, but he finished the Waste Management Open 69-65. Uh, he's sixth in shots gained off the tee, and, and 
for him to be doing that. That's that's phenomenal. An 11th in shots gained, approach to the green. Now, he hasn't putted worth a shit lately, which is why I can't take him to win, plus the fact that he's been up in his 40s now, and it's just a little harder to do four rounds. But only needing him to win one round at this price, I'll bite. You know, he won here in 2018. He's won here two other times, so he's a horse for the course. So I think at 55-1 to for the first round, he probably has some value. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take a long shot here, and I'm going to take a chalky one as well. You know, I wanted a guy who has been, you know, in the 60s as much as possible with his round scoring, um, you know, pretty much like the last two years. And, and the guy that I looked at was Rory. You know, he hasn't won this tournament in the last two years, but he's got a ton of, you know, 60 rounds under his belt. And he did shoot a 63 here, you know, just two years back. And I think at 22 to 1, uh, it's chalky. It's not the greatest price in the world, but I think – Going ahead and using him as a first-round leader, uh, it gives you a chance to go ahead and, and maybe cash that p- potential ticket. And then the long shot I'm going to take here, Uncle Dave, is Sung Kang. Now, Kang, he's been really good at this venue. He's finished T2 here last year, but he's also had an 8th, a 16th, and a 22nd place finish. So I'm going to go ahead and gamble. I think Kang comes into this one thinking, you know, that second place finish last year was just out of his reach. And maybe potentially he gets a little aggressive here in the first round. You know, he knows this course rather well. So I figure why not go ahead and throw a pizza bet on him? He could be the first round leader and you'll cash 150 to one ticket. So I'm going to go ahead and do that with the first round leaders out of the way. Why don't we talk about, uh, let's do some make and miss the cuts here. I have one here, Uncle Dave. I'll go first. This probably won't be a fan favorite. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Matthew Wolf to go ahead and miss the cut. I'm guessing he's probably going to find the winner's circle at some point this year, Uncle Dave. I, I kind of really like this guy, but I think that this field is just super deep. There's a lot of guys in this one, and he was actually terrible here last year at this venue, and he's only golfed here once in the PGA. I mean, you can go back maybe to an amateur type of tournament. Maybe he golfed here, but at plus 185 for him to go ahead and miss the cut, I feel that there's value and, and that he might actually continue to go ahead and struggle at this course. So I'll go ahead. I'll give you guys that. Make a miss the cut. I'll pick Matthew Wolf to go ahead and miss the cut at plus 185. How about you, Uncle Dave? Anybody on your radar right now to go ahead and make a miss the cut? Yeah, I like to I like to pick people like you did. I like them to pick them to miss the cut because they're generally plus money. And, you know, the hold on those things is, is so ridiculous. Um, so it's kind of a crapshoot. But to miss the cut, I took Francesco Molinari. Now, it's a guy that's really feast or famine. So I think if I make this bet, he might win outright. I mean, I don't know. But he's missed two or six cuts, and he shot six of his last eight rounds in the 70s. Hasn't been driving the ball well or putting great. So, you know, he can light it up with his irons. He just hasn't been in great form. And as you mentioned, this field is just so good. You know, I know those those top 10 or 20 guys, um, sort of chalk guys, if you will, at the top of the, top of the odds board, you know, they're not all going to miss the cut, but – I mean, make the cut, excuse me, but, you know, I, I just I just have a hard time hard time in this tournament with, with so many good players not looking elsewhere for my miss the cut. So I took Molinari, and again, you know, it's kind of a dart, and, you know, he might shoot 64 on Thursday. I don't know, but uh, based on based on value and form, I'll take Francesco Molinari to miss the cut. Yeah, I don't hate that one, Uncle Dave. I kind of looked at him as well, too. And I was looking in that, you know, a little bit of plus money range and looking for a guy who, you know, might be, you know, might be the name, but might not have performed here. 
And that's kind of one of the reasons why I fell on Wolf. And as I mentioned, I also looked at Molinari. How about some top 40 to maybe some top 20 wagers? These are generally wagers that you and I pretty much look to go ahead and get after, you know, as the, as the tournament approaches. But we're still a few days out here. I'm going to go at Uncle Dave and I'm going to play. I'll make a square play here. I'll, I'll take Adam Scott to finish within the top 30 at plus 110. I feel really good about this one. You know, he's been inside the top 20 like the last five times that he's been here. So I feel like, you know, playing him in the top 30, being that he's always inside the top 20, that I do get a little bit of a buffer here. And that's going to be probably the only top 40 to top 20 wager that I'll make. But I feel pretty good with Scott, you know, with his recent form and the way he's played here, that if I can get him plus 110 inside the top 30, uh, I'll go ahead and do that. I know generally these aren't your these aren't the wagers that you're looking at for, you know, early in the week. But do you have any, you know, top 40 to top 20 guys? Yeah, I got a few sleeping and I'm going to, I'm going to preface my, my few that I'll give out by saying that, you know, when I play guys to win or finish in the top 10, you know, I generally have guys in more than one place because, you know, nothing sucks worse than to get eked out of a top 10 uh, or a top five finish by some a-hole getting a birdie on the last hole that didn't need to, that just knocks everybody down the ranking. So, you know, I'm giving them out. Um, but I'll use them elsewhere. And some of the guys I might take to win, I might also take, you know, top 20 as well. But one of the guys I like, in the, I put him in top 20, and you can put him wherever you want, but he can get plus money top 30. Again, it's Cameron Tringali, and I, I liked him first round. So there's an example of, you know, why would I, why would I like him to win the first round, uh, or at least potentially at 90 to 1, and, and not use him somewhere else? I mean, how pissed would I be? If I used him first round, he won first round, he cashed a nice ticket, and then he won the tournament, and I did nothing else with him. So I stuck him in there. Uh, I got uh, also in the top 20, and again, you could put top 30 because I know you can get plus money. You know, Cameron Davis is plus 335 for top 20, but you know, put him wherever, it's plus money. The last three rounds at Pebble Beach last week were in the 60s. It wasn't for an opening round 74 there. We're probably not getting this value because he'd have been and he'd have been top ten, top five, and he had uh, four rounds of sixty-six or better uh, in the last month. So I think he's one of those guys that because we got such a top-heavy field is underrated. Another guy I like, I put him top thirty, put him top twenty. You can actually pick him to win if you want another long shot. Is is Carlos Ortiz? Talk about flying under the radar. Uh, in 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 all three starts this year, he's been in the top thirty. Uh, in the last four years at this particular tournament, he's been 26th or better. So, I mean, like, how do you not? But, you know, for me, how do you not after seeing that? How do you not because you don't know who Carlos Ortiz is or you don't have time to do the work? It's easy to not. But there again, we're getting that value because, again, you know, I think even the casual fan probably knows the top 20 golfers in this tournament. So those are guys I'm going to plug in, you know, depending on your book and your risk management and whatnot. Uh, those are three guys I'm going to be using for sure. All right, saw stuff there from Uncle Dave. Got some top 40 to top 20 wagers. Uh, before we get into our winners here, Uncle Dave, why don't we go ahead and give out maybe a head-to-head. I have one, and it's a guy that you had mentioned. I'll put a little bit of cash on this one. I think Bubba, you know, that he knows this course maybe maybe better than anybody in this field, and he's done, you know, he's done very well here in the past. You know, a few winners here for himself, a bunch of top 20s. Bubba's worried me 
you know, over the last year. But I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, just the crazy year that we had, Uncle Dave. I mean, go back to last year when we were doing these podcasts, uh, we were really cloudy. And I think a lot of a lot of the golfers were really cloudy. There were guys who uh, should have done well that just didn't. I think the COVID year kind of just screwed a lot of people up. But I think, you know, honestly, if you ask me my opinion, um, I think that, that you and I kind of persevered you know, through the COVID, you know, year with, with, with our golf handicapping, I thought we did rather well. I think Bubba probably comes into this one really confident because he's done well here, but he's also coming off of a really good waste management outing where he had a minus 11 final score. So I think he carries that momentum into this one and probably does rather well. Now, Bubba, he didn't miss the cut here last year, but so did the guy that I'm going to go ahead and play Bubba against, and that's going to be Cameron Davis. Davis, he was cut here last year as well, but he only has two rounds here, you know, at this course lifetime in the PGA. So I think Bubba, he just towers over Cameron Davis as far as rounds at this venue. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play Bubba Watson in a head-to-head over Cameron Davis at minus 137. Uncle Dave, have you found any head-to-heads that you like right now? Yeah, I was sleeping. I have a head-to-head I was going to give out, but I have to go back to – you're 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 pissing down my leg here on Cameron Davis plus three thirty five in the top twenty, so you know I don't think we can both win that bet, and you know I guess that should tell our listeners that we don't compare notes and and try to make it all sterile for you guys. Uh, so I guess Sleepy and I will have a little side bet. I mean that's almost automatic, but one I did make, I was going to make this a a head to head matchup of the year, uh, but it's kind of like Molinari. If I think I'm going to miss the cut, he'll win. Uh, I like Cam Smith over Gary Woodland. It's at DraftKings right now. And I guess you got to ask yourself why Woodland, who casual fans do know, is plus 110. I think it's because he's only made four of eight cuts this year. He's 231st in shots gained off the tee, 211th in greens of regulation. So, you know, he's not playing good. And, and Smith hasn't played since he missed the cut at the Farmers. But if you go back uh, before that, his last seven tournaments, he's a combined Minus 105. Uh, so I think the uh, the fact that he's favored there is for very good reason. So I like Cam Smith over Gary Woodland. Well, Uncle Dave, I will say this about Cameron Smith. As far as being in a head-to-head against Bubba, even though that you like him, you know, to go ahead and land inside the top 20, I think Bubba actually plays well. I wouldn't be shocked if Bubba, you know, lands in the top 20 or maybe he even potentially wins this one. So uh, I think there's a good chance that, that we can both still, you know, go ahead and cash our tickets. Uh, with that said, why don't we jump into our winners here, Uncle Dave? I have two. I'm kind of curious who you have. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna guess that you might have one of my guys, and then the other. Actually, I think you might actually have both of these guys. Now that I think about it, because I was going through, and I'll and I'll make an announcement now, um, guys. What I'll do is I'm gonna take a fantasy draft lineup for golf for for you know this particular. Uh, tournament and then any podcast that me, that Dave and I do uh, when it comes to golf, I'll go ahead and I'll put a fantasy lineup together. I'll go through our notes. I'll go through the players that he gave out and I gave out, and I'll try to squeeze them into a lineup and go ahead and get you guys the best lineup possible. And I'll put that up, and I'll I'll probably put that up Wednesday night as we, you know, Uncle Dave and I can go ahead and, and talk and exchange more notes with each other to try to get uh, a decent lineup out there for you guys. Hopefully, you guys will go ahead and enjoy that. Uncle Dave, I do have two winners that I have here, but I want to let you go first because I don't want to, I don't want to tell you who I got first, just in case you want to go ahead and, and maybe steal some of my guys because I feel pretty good about the two guys that I have. So winners, 
who are you going to go ahead and look at for this tournament? Well, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to start when we do these podcasts, I'm going to give out three guys. I mean, I could give out 10 and, you know, I may play marbles on more guys. And the way I look at this is I, you know, I think my guy that won't surprise, you know, I'm not taking DJ at plus 550. No disrespect. I just don't like the price. It's just not worth it to me. I like, I like your boy McElroy that you mentioned earlier. T5 here last year, T4 two years ago, uh, seventh in scoring average. So at plus 1,300, you know, I think a lot of people have been on him to win in the last couple tournaments. And some of it, you know, you overheard the announcers because he had a new dad. Or he is a new dad. And he has that whole birth thing in the rearview mirror. Um, but he hasn't shot a bad round in his last two tournaments. And finished Phoenix with a 64. You know, so maybe the pundits that were on Rory were a little too early. So I like Rory as my 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 guy that won't surprise anybody to win. And my guy that has value, lots of guys have values, as I mentioned in this tournament. It's you know, it's a big field, but it's also kind of wide open as Tony Finau. You know, he didn't play well here last year. I think that's another reason we're getting some value on him. He's twenty two to one. But he was T fifteen two years ago, second here three years ago, so he's not afraid of the course. He had a T2 at the Farmers, fourth at the Amex, and seven of his last eight rounds have been in the 60s, so he's playing well. And if he putts better than he has been, which obviously hasn't been great, he can win. And then I got one more guy for you. This is a guy I'm going to bet that you probably shouldn't, Will Zelatoris. He's sixth this year in shots gained T to green. I mean, you can't you can't discount that at all. Finished really well on Sunday. In his two previous tournaments, he was seventh and 17th with a combined 20 under. So at 90 to 1, and remember, for the last 10 years, someone 100 to 1 or better has won this tournament. So it's not out of the question. It's just not, hey, I'm telling you all to bet Will Zalatoris at 90 to 1. Um, that's my that's my sort of value pick there. I mean, I could, I could go on about why a lot of guys could win this tournament, and I probably will if I put up a package for sale. But, but that's where we are Tuesday afternoon, my friend. I feel pretty good there, Uncle Dave. You didn't pick my guys, but I do have guys that are – uh, floating around, you know, a little bit of the higher odds area. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play Joaquin Nyman. Uh, I think you just got to look at what this guy's done over his last eight tournaments. Uncle Dave, he's been minus 11 or better in seven out of the last eight tournaments. Well, the only tournament he hasn't been a double digit was when he was like minus eight. And I, I, I don't recall exactly what tournament that was. But this guy's just golfing out of his mind. You got to go back to September at the U.S. Open to the last time that he hasn't golfed par golf. So uh, I feel like he's just cruising right now, number eight in the FedEx Cup. And, you know, he's only been here twice, and he he hasn't really fared very well here. But it's hard to, to go ahead and fade his form right now. And I'm also going to probably think about maybe plugging him into a top 10 or top 20 spot because I could get a pretty good price on that. But Nyman right now is at 55-1 to 1 to go ahead and win it all. So I'll go ahead and I'll add him to my card. And I'm also going to go ahead and I'm going to play Max Homa, who he's improved at this course each and every year that he's been here. Last year he had a T5 finish, so why not go ahead and give him a shot to win here at 70-1? to 1? You know, he's been rock solid since the turn of the year, and he's been golfing under par now for five straight tournaments and looking good. So I'll go ahead and I'll give you guys Homa and Nyman to go ahead and win here. I feel like we got some pretty good tickets in our pocket for this tournament uncle dave i just want to say thanks uh it feels good uncle dave to to fast forward to this year and here we are again talking about golf podcasts and rewinding back a year ago you know you and i were 
we were in a little bit of a funk because, you know, sports had come to an absolute halt. And we're like sitting here like, what the hell are we going to do? And thankfully, you know, you and I, we didn't lose touch. You know, we continued to go ahead and, and keep working and, and pumping out the, uh, you know, the podcast, no, no matter what it would be. But golf was kind of our thing that kind of got us through, you know, the beginning. And hopefully, you know, golf is, you know, going to be a podcast that you and I can go ahead and continue to do that will hopefully see us, you know, through the end. Uh, but with that said, uh, as I had mentioned, guys, I'll go ahead. I'll put up a fantasy golf lineup for you guys. And I'll put that up on Twitter for you guys. And as always, you guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. You can get Uncle Dave, the golf guru, at Dave underscore Esler. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the games.